the Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a then go out to a team dinner. Wow, that's impressive. You know, if I, if I was ever as drunk as him, I'd be, I'd be, I'd still be throwing up. <laughs> but, but there he was, just getting some burnouts. Shotgun snap to Mahomes. Drops back. Left tackle block. Goes to Kelsey. 30. Runs far side. 25-20. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk. But there he goes. When I t- and I toasted you, honey, we threw what I never. What? One, two, three, and here we go, Jim. Here we go. Here we go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Yeah, that was one way to play Mario Kart back in college. It's a great time. Thanks for those very hazy memories. Dominated the boy this morning. Oh, at, good for you. At, at Mario Kart. You don't let him win? I do not. Good for you. He wins at almost everything else in terms of the video game varietals, so I've got to win there. I wasn't aware of rubber banding until someone texted about it yesterday. That's the, the video game uh, thing where if you're ahead, it makes you slower. The oh, computer does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're sure. behind, it makes you faster. It tries to draw. I didn't know that was the term. That's like an NBA jam where like every game ends up cl- close. It's much harder to make a shot in NBA jam if you have a lead sure. and then the other team comes back all the time. And very seldom a blowout in Tecmo's Super Bowl because you're like, oh, I feel like I got the juice. I feel like I got the juice. Yeah, you do. It's called rubber banding. Oh, I apparently. didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know either. All right. We all learned something today. This is the show where people learn things. I think that's why we exist. See, I Predominantly. Think, I, I disagree. <laughs> We don't. It's not. This is in school. It's not a lecture. Let's let's make you. I mean, we want to make your day go fast between two and six. I know, but we're in the knowledge acquisition business. We go out and get it, and then we kind of mix it around, interpolate it, and send it out to the people in our own way. I just want the want you to laugh. That's that's all we're looking for here. Make this thing go by as fast as possible. Uh, different strokes. Um, you make you make the jokes today. I'll just teach. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. <laughs> The analytics. Hell yeah. Um, did you read Ken Rosenthal on, on Tim Anderson? Speaking of hilarious. Um, Ken Rosenthal really doing his best, in my opinion, to advise Tim Anderson to take the offer from the Miami Marlins. The, the whole thing reads like, hey, uh, you know, Tim, you're not going to get a better offer than this. The Marlins are the only team in baseball who haven't signed a free agent. This could be a way for Tim to get 500 at-bats at shortstop. Remember, he was good in the World Baseball Classic, and then he was terrible. But he was hurt, and it was it was a very – I thought it was thoughtful, um, but it certainly left me by the end thinking – Tim Anderson should sign with the Miami Marlins. That's a team it, that seems to want him. I don't think that Ken Rosenthal has a rooting interest in it. I think whoever his sourcing was, possibly Tim Anderson's agent, had a rooting interest in crafting a narrative of, look how good of an opportunity this would be for Tim to play shortstop and get 500 at-bats because that isn't that offer isn't out there in a lot of places. And if someone's saying, why are you guys starting talking about Tim Anderson? Just think about what we're saying here. Top baseball reporter talking about a guy that Joe Buck said on this show, a person who should be the face of baseball, the best offer he can get is a one-year prove-it deal with one of the worst franchises in the entire sport, 
but he could probably play shortstop and get 500 at bats. And when Joe Buck said that, that was August of 2021. This is how fleeting <laughs> it can be, how quickly it can fall. So that's for personal 2022 reasons, season, 2023 season, and we're getting ready for 2024 opening day. Personal reasons, health reasons, performance reasons, um, all the stuff that he's been through. And, and Kenny writes about some of it with the admission of the child out of wedlock and, and all of that. But this was supposed to be the offseason where Tim Anderson cashes in on change in the game, face of the game, batting title all-star appearance, walk-off on national TV, mm-hmm. multiple playoff appearances. This was supposed to be the offseason where he cashes in on a nine-figure deal, and life comes at you fast, man. Yeah, it does. It comes at these guys very, very fast. It's He's interesting, not the only one. interesting uh, that your theory of the agent as source, I had been thinking Marlins front office as source, and as an extension of that, kind of the baseball industry as backdrop, as we've been talking about, 108 remaining free agents who were on the master list that MLB.com had put out, um, sorted by wins above replacement. So 108 players, and a lot of them are, there's no traction for a lot of them in a lot of situations. And I feel like the industry is is rooting for signings and rooting for things to be kind of coming together. So that was uh, some of the perspective um, that, I, that I was thinking about. But yeah, life comes at you fast, and and, and Tim's got to – you kind of have to take what you can get sometimes and just make the best of a situation that you thought was going to be much, much better at this point. This particular offseason was supposed to be grand, and it's it's not. And it's not, it's not sad in the context of how we talk about sad stories. I mean, Tim Anderson's going to get him – how much money do you think he's going to get for one year? Couple million bucks. I, I, go, go go live in Miami, make seven figures, play baseball. It's not. This is not a sad story. No, I, it, it's just a. It's a quick fall and a readjustment of expectations. I don't even know what the contract is. It, it w- would be because it's not going to be much. Th- this appears to be the only team that's considering giving him a shortstop job. So if that's what you want to do and that's what you want to prove. Then, then you'll take it. But if you're going against others, God, one year, ten million? I don't know. Oh, I I don't know. Eight? I I I don't I don't. I mean, it's got to. I wouldn't think it would be much his, in the context of what he was expecting to make. Yeah, I remember. Remember Isaiah Thomas, the guard, not the the Hall of Famer, but the the little guard on the on the Celtics. Yes, because the you know he was supposed to get the big massive deal, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh. Injury goes away, smaller dude, doesn't come all the way back. Mm-hmm. He was right there, was right right on the cusp of it, and then it wasn't. Not a sad story. Guys made millions of dollars playing basketball, right. but he was going to make $100 million playing basketball, you know, and so you just got to recalibrate your expectations sometimes. I, I really do think it's one of the things that, that we love about sports, whether we even realize it or not, is the compressed timelines that makes young men and young women in professional sports deal with some of the issues that, like, people in their 70s deal with, you know? Like, hey, you really, it's time to slow down. It's, you've got a little bit of an end-of-life issue here or an end-of-relevance issue or an end-of-greatness issue. 
an end of role, and you've got to figure out how to live out the rest of your career. DeMar DeRozan. A- again and again and again. Yeah. Like watching these 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 people kind of figure out, well, can I be happy? Am I still pissed? Like, do I push against this? Do I want to do it anymore? All of those things. And And sometimes we get examples of athletes doing it with a lot of grace. And I, I love celebrating that when we see it. And so we'll celebrate one of those coming up before polls position in 20 minutes. And uh, Larry, Mer- Larry Mayer and uh, Jarrett Payton and others are passing along an update on Mongo, Steve McMichael. Steve is responding to the antibiotics administered for the treatment of his UTI. He is also undergoing a procedure known as Thorentesis? Thorent? I'm not sure. Uh, to remove fluid from his lungs, Steve is expected to be released from the hospital in the coming days. Continued prayers are appreciated. Thank you, the McMichael family. So, looks like Mongo might be getting out of the hospital. Obviously, everyone following and rooting for this. We want uh, Mongo, if possible, to make it to Canton and then beyond so that he can see himself uh, be enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Polls position in 20 minutes. Parkinson speak on the score.